0: Mm-hmm.
1: Stay right here with the kombucha and ET and Portishead. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? Incense burning bright, it's like it's 1976 all over again. <laughs> <laughs> nothing changes, nothing changes. I So, once again, Season 4, really, no topics. Really, just talking with you guys. I'm your host, Jimmy Lewis. This is What Does It All Mean Podcast. It's an interesting time in the world. Very interesting time in the world. I'm going to leave the red light on, because it seems like we're in a, a panicked state of mind, and I don't think that's a, a media conspiracy. It seems like the world is once again on the break of a, a world war, and I don't think there's any way that we can deny it at this point. And I don't know how to explain that to my cat... I don't know how to explain that to kids. Seeing the video of uh, the Ukraine just looking like a World War II video that I posted earlier. It was a real awakening of what's happening. Because mostly what we hear through the media is, you know... The Ukrainian forces are pushing back And and they're winning and, And that's the best news we can possibly have But when you see that video And you see how You know, a whole city Is just completely destroyed Like, everything Imagine that being your city Imagine just going outside And everything's just destroyed Including your house, including everybody It was disturbing And I see everybody's going on with their lives, like nothing's happening, you know, people announcing tours and people doing this, and yes, we have to do, we have to fight the fight, but it's all depressing as shit too, you know, like it really is, that's all I can really, it's like a weight on my chest once again, you know, uh, we've all been underwater, I've said it again for like two and a half, three years, and finally we come out of some kind of, you know, unity of the minds and, and, and people, and it seemed like there was going to be a whole new world because of kind of just this forced uh, cyber technology, and uh, and as you see on TikTok, like I said, that video before just showed that whole town devastated, and it, it, so many comments, everyone was just like, you know, I thought this was World War Two, and you know, to see that that's really happening is is pretty crazy, guys. It's pretty crazy. So we can't make this all doom and gloom. <clears throat> so I'm gonna read some of the comments, and like I said, this there is no uh, no script to this. It's completely off the cusp, kind of free. I don't have a script anymore because there is just no point. But uh, there's some music that I stumbled upon recently by Beth Ann McDowell where the calm things are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that so we, we can get uh, into a different frame of mind and read some comments too. I love these, these comments and we're going to get into this. We will get into all of this with, with Putin and, and just everything talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's change the world right here. They're trying to force the narrative. Let's force our own. That's the point. Let's force our own narrative. It's time for the real rebellion. There's a reason that we all watch Star Wars. And half of this podcast is Star Wars. Why? Because rebellions are built on hope. And even when they bomb everything down, you still have hope. You still have one person out there that can change the world, even if it's you or Luke or Anakin you can change the world, where the calm things are, I love this, this is my favorite, this is my track of the week everybody, track of the week, check out Beth Ann McDowell, so good, where the calm things are, she's What's going on? What's going on? Every every time I every time I see uh, you pop up, hey now I I just think here I am, the poor man's Howard Stern. (laughs) I'm like the the poor man's Howard Stern. I've been watching his interviews lately, and they're just so good. Um, I'll be honest, uh, his just interview with Courtney Cox and some other people recently made me reach out to uh, the author of this book right here I'll, to, I'll give a plug, right here this is uh, E. Kate Johnston she wrote The Queen's Pearl The Queen's Shadow and uh, there's another one coming soon uh, Queen's Hope, or if I think it is But either way, I, I sent her a message hopefully I can get her on the show to interview her but that was, uh, you know, kind of because of Howard, like, it's fun me sitting here talking, but I kind of want to get to to interviewing some of the people that I really respect and look up to and, and um, you know, people that challenge my writing ability, you know, and challenge my creative thinking abilities, whether it's in songs or in writing stories or whatever, you know, it's... I think creativity is the way that we fight the war, you know. And the only way that we can do it is just through humor... Through music, through, you know, when Hitler was fighting the war, what was he stealing? What did he love? He loved art. What did he steal? Hitler stole art. Why? Because it was power. And when you're an artist, you have power. And that was Beth Ann McDowell. Where the calm things are, she's got power. How awesome was that? Okay, this is a new song by Stefano Mazza Sutkin. Okay. Loviatar, they're amazing too. I've been finding all these new bands uh, recently. So okay, Howard does the best interviews because he's real, and uh, I want to be real, and it's not easy being real, and uh, that's why I don't have a script anymore. Travis, I don't have a script because I'm sick of uh, I'm sick of just writing shit out and and reading stuff. There was this, this girl that I met one time in a uh, coffee shop and i thought that she was really cool and so what did i do i i just was nervous so i talked a lot i talked a lot i talked a lot and uh what happened she looked at me and she just like you talk too much you know and why was that you know i i couldn't understand that cuz i was younger i was like 30 something and and now that i'm older i get it it's not so much about talking And maybe if I would have just listened, right? If I would have just listened to that girl, who, she was really nice and really cool, and, and, uh, you know, but if I did listen, maybe I wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in now, and, um, yeah, so everything happens for a reason, but that, that girl actually telling me that I talk too much, and it, you know, it stuck with me, this happened 10 years ago, 13 years ago, and she said, you talk too much, man, and it, it, Yes, we have to listen, and that's what makes Howard so good. What's he do? He listens so well that people just open up and, and just tell them, you know, to tell them the truth. And, you know, yeah, I dig it. So, I'm going to read some of these. Uh, this song's badass. This is my favorite guitar. Player that was Peter Stefano. He's fucking a madman. I want to get him on the show one day. If he ever hears that, I'm I'm gonna ask him to get on the show once I have 5,000 followers. Once we get 5,000, I'll ask Peter. So tell your friends, (laughs) tell your friends, we'll get the the best guitar player that I've ever physically met and seen live. You know, get five grand. I'll ask him. So. Okay, let me read some of these, these comments. But yes, I think uh, being real is the best thing that you can do. So. I don't want to get so hardcore into the, the talk of um, Putin and all that. We will, we will. Let me just read it all. Uh, Matthew at Octane Art. Russell... Headley is an American with books on the underground for the last six years in Ukraine. See, I love hearing this kind of stuff. Okay, see, this is the power of a podcast. Even though this is just stupid, I'm playing tunes and whatnot, you know, the thing about Elon Musk, you know, I try to hate the guy. I I try to hate him because he just seems like such a, you know, pompous fuck. But what did he do? This guy came in like the real Tony Stark's. And so far he pulled in this truck of like tons of internet uh, provider type things that I I don't even get, you know, and so much so that that they should be able to fund a a functioning internet. And why is that so important? Because just that video that we saw on TikTok of that town destroyed in Kiev completely contradicts what you're seeing on, you know, the, the media, and I'm not sitting here telling you don't trust the media. Don't, because I just, you know. But the mainstream media's are all being paid, and they all have these agendas. And at the end of the day, they are getting paid by somebody, and they are, you know, they they are being censored. You know, look at if you seen the movie, uh, movie Good Morning Vietnam. All right, it was Robin Williams, right? He he was just passionate, like Howard Stern type radio, you know, personality. And he would, every day, he would have these news stories that that the government would, before he'd go on, they would just circle and say, boom, you can read this and you can't read that, you can't read this and you can't read that. And, you know, after a while, he just rebelled and and what happens? You know, he gets rolled. And and why? Because he wanted to tell the truth. And I think that's like whistleblowers now, and I think the power of like a free radio... Even if you get in trouble, uh, a free internet, which is is what we have now, is the, the modern day Robin Williams. Good morning, Vietnam. You know, and uh, <clears throat> that was based on a true story. I'm pretty sure. And uh, the power of our voices, the power of the video, the power of sp- the free speech. You know, yes, it, it, we have it in America, but it's universal, and it should be universal. And until you know, all countries don't have, you know, what, what everyone should have, it's not, it's not a free world, so, uh, like I said, I try to hate Elon Musk, but him sneaking those internet, uh, you know, providers in there is a way to, um, and then we have Anonymous coming in and shutting down Russian servers and shutting down, uh, the Russian internet, which affects the way that they function with their military uh and, and just the fact that i'm allowed to speak on this right here and talk about this is crazy you know because some countries like in russia they just shut down facebook there's no facebook can't do facebook which is instagram right same thing shut it down shut it down and look my stupid little podcast i i'm almost at five grand once i'm at five grand we get peter stefano five grand okay <laughs> but my point is like five grand people leads to you all have friends and all those friends if they hear just a little bit of truth like holy shit did you see the 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 city of kiev just completely destroyed you know back to star wars everything is universal when you realize that like you know there's certain species that are you know i think it was in the clone wars first season or second season uh there's these certain species that were like Buddhist typically, they wanted to see them as Buddhists, like this older Buddhist guy, and he didn't want to get in the war of the Empire and you know the Galactic Federation. He wanted to stay out of it because his whole thing was peace and, and harmony. He didn't want to get in the way of war. So the Jedi came down, tried to get in the way and, and say, hey man, if you don't pick a side, you're gonna die. Dude, and this and his kids were like, no, we gotta fight. The young Buddhist kids were like, we got to fight. Old man's like, no, 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 no. Finally, what happens? You know, the Empire comes and just starts to kill everybody. Of course, the Jedi show up, save people, and then they have to choose to pick a side. The old man finally sees that, yes, you have to pick a side. You know, and that's just it. You have to pick a side. And, and if you pick the side of of people invading other countries without any proper you know reason like no real reason just because they feel that they can that's insanity you know we have traffic in southern california listen to this this is how traffic works you know you only get honked at in southern california when you take up someone's space and when you take up someone's space what are you doing you're taking up their time you're taking up their area you're taking up their rightful space. That's when you get a honk. But you can do anything else. You can, you can flip a cigarette on your car. No one's really gonna care until you, you take their time and their space. It's almost like, you know, a universal property. Don't take my time. Don't take my space. I've created this. Imagine you've worked your whole life. Your family's worked the whole life. They have a fucking bakery that they've worked for, fucking generations. Okay, generations. And that bakery feeds their whole family Which funds their whole, you know, little ecosystem Which has gone on for years And then one night, boom, everything's gone Because of politics Once again, I don't know how to explain that I just don't know how to explain that And so, it's so much more than Putin But right now, it definitely feels like it's all Putin You know, I don't have, you know, I know that the rich oligarchs also control him. So, you know, as for Hitler, uh, I'll get crazy because, you know, I've studied. Hitler only had power because he had money from uh, Rothschilds. Like, uh, there's families besides just like, you know, there's families that have the, the vast majority of wealth, of gold. Those are the people that are in control. So, in the '30s, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, it's pretty much the same, funded Hitler in his, his quest to you know take out the world domin- take out the world. And uh, ironically, they're part Jewish. So the, the whole thing was hidden about the Jews being killed and so this was hidden and hidden hidden why was it hidden because if it got found out then the rockefellers slash rothschilds we would take away their money and then where the money goes the high oligarchs who are really running the societies they put their monies elsewhere and then whoever gets those monies elsewhere wins the war that's really how war works and so once the Rothschild slash Rockefellers, I'm not sure someone can correct me on this, but it's one of those. Once they found out that there was six million Jews being killed in camps, they took their money out and they took it and gave it to everybody else to win the war. And that's when Hitler just got demolished because then everybody had the, the money. And once everybody had the money, it, it changed the script. So the one thing that I see that America's doing to stop, you know, the threat of nuclear war is really trying to cut off the supply of money. And yes, Putin uh, has been ready for these sanctions. Uh, And I see that Biden, you know, everyone's saying Biden's weak, blah, blah, blah. I, I judge a president by what he's done after. Okay, not right now, because I'm not the president. And Kennedy did shit that Nobody liked. Because they didn't foresee what he could foresee. And the one thing about Biden is, yes, he's old. Okay? I'll tell you, when I'm old, I might slip my words and and slur some shit. But being active, especially in that world, like Palpatine, uh, that'll keep you quick. And I, I think he's just being like, what's the word? Almost like Thrawn. <laughs> he's, he's like Thrawn. He's cut off the Aligards. I posted that too. He's cut off those eight Aligards that are closest to Putin. That's the money. Okay. So you have the banks cutting off the money. You have the oil companies cutting off the money. You have, you have sanctions. Plus you have the the government, our government saying, Hey, you know what, if you're close to Putin, you don't, you, you're done, and they start, they're seizing vehicles, they're seizing, it, it, it's getting crazy, so it's World War III, there's no doubt about it, this is World War III, and we can pretend that it's not happening, but it, it truly is, and that's why it's really hard for me to, to, to just come up with the topic and, and fucking talk to you guys about what's going down, you know, um, like I said, though, like, the books and the art, they, they, I created some cool Legos this week, fucking, you know, you, you gotta keep living, but the thing is, like, my point is, to those, those little creatures in, um, the Clone Wars, they didn't, you know, they picked the side way too late, and the Empire almost wiped them out, and they finally picked the right side to fight back, but... Everyone needs to just pick the fucking side of right, And it's not a, a political thing anymore And, and like anybody that, that is on the side of Putin Like how Trump said he's a fucking genius or whatever and, and our leaders are weak That's commie talk, okay That is fucking commie talk, like for real And who am I to say what a commie is But we had these things called the Reds And, and look, in, in the 50s it was like the Reds They were looking for the Reds, okay Looking for the Reds And what is Trump all about? Just read. And he's praising fucking Putin. It's crazy. It's such a backwards world that we're living in. And, um... It's... Let me read some of the comments, okay? So, I guess what I'm saying is pick the the side of right. I've lost so many viewers because of (laughs) this. That's the thing. Everybody wants, you know talk about everything that's just happy all the time and i need to 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 get it out of my system whether i'm losing losing people or not you know so let me read some of these what's up ryan susan says sue says uh to be the change we have to make the change i agree and, and that's why I think, like, uh, small roots organizations, grassroots organizations such as podcasts. You know, look at Joe Rogan. I, I can't stand the dude. But he's dangerous because he got 200 million people, okay? If you got 200 million people talking to anybody, you're fucking dangerous. I got 5,000, you know? I'm still looking for the 200 million. But, you know, it's dangerous. Freedom of speech is dangerous. And uh, until they shut these podcasts down, I, I didn't really understand them in the beginning, I was like, this, this is bullshit, this seems like shenanigans, but as I see Vice News, um, the world, you know, exploding in these little, just independent media outlets, and, and just people with their TikToks and their Instagrams, just showing me videos of what's happening in the world, that's more relevant than... Dan Rather, Walter Cronkite, or anything else, and that's not a dig to the past, but it's just the way that we are viewing technology in real time and seeing what's happening and how war devastates instantly, you know, and that's something that, you know, when you read in a, 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 when you're watching a history documentary, you don't think about it, you know, you you think, oh, this is, you know, this happened in a time, no, look, this is, this started what, like a month ago, and it's just crazy okay Matthew uh the something battalion funded by deep state okay let me see let me see let me see let me see Brian what's going on Brian if you're still there we're definitely gonna get a drink or you can even come over to my house bro you should do that sometime you know because uh I work a lot but I would love to hang out with you and maybe some night like on Saturday. You know, and come over at, like, like 8 or 9, and then we'll have you on the show, like, have you here. We can hang out before, and then get you on the show, you know? I'd love to have you just over at my house. We're in the same city. There's just no reason that we shouldn't. So, I got an empty seat right there with a cat in it. I can't turn it. I can't there we go. With the cats right there you could sit right where the cat's at you're in so anyways okay power of creations the Nazis adored the jazz guitar Django Reinhardt so do I Django is fucking amazing and if you guys don't know who he is I can't interrupt Um, and I'm not gonna play him for the Nazis sake that's horrible This this is Shannon Von Etten's brand new song so we're gonna leave that but um, and tried to hire him, even though he was a gypsy, isn't that crazy, see that, see that and Hitler was a Jew, right, like, it's the, the it's just hypocritical, you know, it's all, it, it's all hypocritical, you know, and uh, it's just crazy that we're having this talk, and I remember my friend Julia, She's just like, I asked her, should I do a show on Hitler? And she's like, no, don't do a show on Hitler. Like, that's horrible. I don't ever want to talk about Hitler. But the thing is, if we don't talk about Hitler, if we don't talk about the past and realize when these people are just ready to pop up at any time and to really take over like Palpatine, it's not good for us. That's why we need a blue light. That's why we need a light of hope you know, and injustice, and taking it back, and, and, you know, I love the fact that these people don't need to go join the army, that they, that they have weapons that they can fight, like, that's the thing, like, that's what, that's what it takes, you know, if, if, uh, you know, if people are pulling up to your, your house, and they want to, they want to fight, what are you going to do? You have to protect yourself, there's no, there's no time to to sit there and do nothing and this is that time again and we're entering a world of unsafety uh, a world of nuclear threat a world of just sheer migration once again Uh, refugees taking shelter everywhere it just changes the dynamic of the world all for what I have so many, like, friends from the Ukraine. They've been warning me about this for at least 10 years or not longer. I've uh, read literature about this, so I'm not ignorant, but I don't think anyone is at this point. Like, I think we all realize what's going on, and and if we don't, just say so in the comments. But it it, it seems pretty crystal clear that there's one man trying to, uh, you know, trying to pull out his little dick in the you know, in in the guise of a fake, you know what did he call it, denazification who's the real Nazi you know, the real Nazis, the people that try to enforce their ways so I love Django Reinhardt by the way have you seen the Russian embassy letters I have not, my friend Matthew oh, Julia's here by the way greetings Julia I was just talking about you I've been sick this week Sorry guys So I'm a little slow Uh, I got a little sinusitis My teeth hurt like hell So I'm a little slow and irritable My face is all puffy I'll wander off topic a little bit I had a a friend I told him He's a guitar player And I told him That last week I was playing guitar You know You're talking about Django Reinhardt I love Django You know and I told him that I was playing guitar and uh, I showed him a little video and uh, he looked at me and he goes, he's like, he's like, oh, bro, like, are you, are you wasted? And like, I looked at him when I was like, no, why? And he's like, oh, because the way you play the guitar, you look like it. And I'm like, I go, no. I go, actually, it's the complete opposite, and I go, and I looked at him, because he looks like a pretty sober person, and I'm just like, I feel that all the real good guitar players that I know, they're not sitting around doing drugs, and like, playing guitar, I feel it's quite the opposite, I feel like now, it's a different generation, and it really is the YouTube, figuring guitar out, uh, being a nerd, and studying Django Reinhardt, studying jazz, studying just different, you know, 60s, 70s, 30s, 20s, all styles of music, this, this, you know, and, and I think that's where rock and roll has a, a really bad, um, like a bad example, you know, cause you, you have this like mentality of like, you know, live fast, die young and leave a good looking corpse. Okay. That's all cliche you know, and I, I think that people think that, you know, to make it in the world of music, you got to be that way. I think it's quite the opposite. I think, uh, to sustain a a world of music, you have to stay healthy and you have to stay creative and you have to, you have to, I don't want to preach being sober by any means, but like me personally, I am forced to stay sober because of the jobs that I'm in, which creates almost boxes for me which makes it awesome for me to have to live in that world and I prefer that because I like these challenges and I I, and believe me the teacher that taught me he he wasn't he wasn't sitting around doing heroin going here let me show you how to play the music (laughs) both I had two really good guitar teachers that taught me how to play and uh, neither of them were living that trip one was like 50 something 55 and he 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 rocked, and another one was like younger than me, and was just amazing. And he's very current in the world of music now. And uh, the cliches of just the, the the Keith Richards and the Jimi Hendrix and the even the just the even Janis Joplin, the the die young, the die young early sh- crowd. It's not real. To be a good musician, you just keep learning. My favorite musicians are the ones like Mike Watt, Mike Watt walks into the room doesn't have a drink has some water goes up there rocks the fuck out packs up shit and leaves and you're like what just happened and then he goes to the next gig that's professional like if you guys want to know how to make it in music that's professional and it's always fun when you go to a a a club and uh my friend Jonathan Avila he's 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 giving me many gigs, which I, the huge gigs, which I'm just so honored to, to have played, House of Blues, uh, in Hollywood, all these just huge gigs, and every time, he's just like, you know, you want some, some drink tickets, and that means you can get free drinks, and like, once again, I would always go up there and be like, I need, uh, you know, a virgin, you know, uh, Shirley Temple, and they're like, dude, we would have given you that for free anyways, and then I'd give the rest of the, the, Stuff to the band, and and you know my drummer and my the, the band for the while. He he's he's the soberest person I've ever met in my life, uh, which I completely honor. And that kind of com- camaraderie when you're around that, and it makes it easier. It makes it really easier to be around people that aren't in that negative space. Because look, I've done shows about River Phoenix. I've done shows uh, about the '90s, and uh, you know how how music has changed things, and and a lot of these artists have passed away because they've had that mentality of, you know, live die, you know, live die quick, whatever, leave a leave a good looking corpse. That, that it's all bullshit. So my point is, create more, create so much art like B- B- Bukowski that it pisses people off, you know, and to do that. I think, you know, you got to make it to like Betty White's age and that's punk rock. So I get high at the animals, kombucha and Thai iced tea and trying to maintain fucking sinus infections. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's my life for real. That's my life at, at 45 straight up. So anyways, okay. Let me read some of these comments. John McLaughlin. Dude, see, okay. Once again, I had to study him. My uh, teacher, uh, my second teacher, he he, he he went to Berklee School of Music and yes, he he made me just learn about John McLaughlin, um, Bella Fleck, uh, like all these just different different, even uh, like the Rumble by Link Ray, like all these just, I've always loved music, of course, but meeting my friend John, he just, he forced me into different worlds, and and even different styles of music that I would never listen to before, and uh, my chick did that too recently, she, you know, she, she turned me on to Mark Ronson, and I hadn't listened to Mark Ronson ever, and like, it's like, You get stuck in your world of bullshit, like, you know, rock, uh, jazz, whatever, just like the typical thing, and all of a sudden, you know, how this Mark Ronson, which is like the super poppy, mainstream music, but mixed with like, you know, Q-Tip and and Wu-Tang and, and, you know, uh, Amy Winehouse, all these just different artists, and and it's just collective craziness, And and it stimulates the, um, you know, the way that I think of music and the way that I want to create music. So, um, Julia said, met Johnny Marr last Monday. How awesome is that? Come on, I've never met Johnny Marr. That's amazing, Julia. Congratulations. I saw pictures. He looks so stoked to see you. Straight up. He looks stoked to see you. She met Johnny Marr, freaking Ed McMahon slash Brian. it would be fun too if, if Brian, you were over here and we got a guest on the show and we could interview like Ed McMahon. <laughs> get that going. You ever seen that Seinfeld? Oh, who's who's coming in? Who's asking? Someone's requesting. Yeah, we'll get you in.
0: Except <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, it's getting late here and I haven't slept. But I'm going to What's going on? What's going are on? You? Oh,
2: all right. No, let me hear. Let me turn this up so I can hear everything on that.
1: Now we have a little bit more time than last week. Remember? Last week we had like 30 seconds. So,
2: Yeah, no worries about that. No, that was cool. No. I thought it was cool that you were talking about all the music research you were doing. Because uh, back in my guitar days, I did a lot of the same things. And yeah. I did a lot of stuff going backwards. Yeah. Like... um. Well, you start off listening to, like, the guitar stuff of, say, what Stevie Ray Vaughan did. did. Well, then you we f- found out, of course, he was referenced by Hendrix. Yeah. Well, then you go back, and then you go into a blues guitar player by the name of Otis Rush. Yes. And all of the absolute insane stuff he did back in the day. Because, I mean, through that, I learned a lot of stuff about the Three Kings, that being Albert. <laughs> and Beatty, everybody. Yeah. Um, also, when I was doing Can guitar... like, Can I
1: interrupt? Uh, Can I tell you one thing? The Three Kings, right? I know yes. the three, three Kings so well that sometimes people ask me, what are your favorite, what are your favorite guitar players, right? And I'm such a smart ass, I go like this. Well, I go, it should be the Three Kings because that's the right answer. But I say it's the Three Jimmys. And I go, Jimmy Hendrix jimmy page and jimmy lewis and they're like what the fuck are you talking about and i'm like but that's how much that i know what you keep you know keep going like and that's the history of music and when you love it you dissect it and you find out where the root came from you know and earlier i was playing fucking like some who was i playing like like uh i was playing some some real roots shit that like let me look that like that when you hear it you wouldn't even really like realize that this is where you know um music came from like this is what hendrix was digging uh where was it oh the gallows pole lead belly i was playing lead belly earlier okay like you take it back to lead belly you know and like when i heard gallows pole for the the first time i was like what the fuck?" i'm like dude zeppelin to a t like i get it i get it like jimmy page picked up a fucking lead belly album and he went i want to go to the gallows pole and, and yep. that's the same thing that we did but just with me was jane's addiction You know, like I I heard Jane's Addiction for the first time and I'm like, dude, this is some wild shit. Okay, where did did this come from? And then then Porn for Pyros came on and Porn for Pyros like showed me Jimi Hendrix and same thing. Once I found Jimi Hendrix, then it was kind of like that led back to say Lead Belly or even just the early, you know, like 20s raw ass blues where people were singing for their fucking lives because they had no other choice, but what's different between that and today? I couldn't tell you, you know, so.
2: Yeah, no, I remember it was like even doing the research on Albert King, like he was left-handed, but unlike Jimmy who restrung a guitar, just like he would right-handed. Yeah, All Albert did was take the guitar and flipped it upside down. So yep. if you're actually trying to learn in the way of Albert King, I'm like, dude, good luck. Cause you're basically
1: playing upside down and a little bit backwards. Well, you know why Jimmy was so good. Um, so his dad forced him to play at like a young age, like eight years old, and he was super militant and, and Jimmy was left-handed. And so the dad would didn't care that he was left-handed. He's like, You need to learn right-handed. Fuck off. You're gonna learn. So so Jimmy all day long would be playing his normal left hand, like like, you know, left hand he <laughs> This way, left, 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 left. And then his dad would be coming home. So five minutes before his dad would come home, he'd flip it to the right and he'd have yeah. to learn a song ambidextrously to, to, to show his dad what's up. And already you're using two parts of your brain that you normally don't use as a guitar player. Because I've actually taken it to the level where I've strung a guitar uh, backwards, upside down, and, and learned a song ambidextrously to um, see how it feels and it's such yeah. a trip on your brain because it's so backwards, but when you can just learn to do it, it's like skateboarding, okay? When you switch skateboarding, that's the same fucking feeling that you get playing backwards. Like your hands like going this way instead of courting, and you're like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And you're, you're working different parts of your brain that feel yeah. off, but the more you do that, it creates um, you know, a weird effect in your brain, and, and that's what creates intelligence whatever that feeling is, you know, there's a word for it. I, I forget what it is, you know, so.
2: Yeah, no, 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 I get it. Um, I remember just one of the lessons of my instructor from Japan. We, we just had to take a day and listen to music because he was like a huge Danny Yatton fan. Yeah. And when he found out that for some reason as – Insane as he was on his guitar, he, he just—I don't know—he just didn't enjoy living him anymore, and unfortunately, took himself out. God rest him. But we just took a night and just listened to his music because we were just all
1: inspired by that so much. Of course, of course. In uh, in high school, I see that Lisa Lisa Lobotomy is here. In high school, the biggest thing that was like most inspiring at the time was the Beastie Boys and what is crazy about that is in 92 this band called Rage Against the Machine was like kind of making it and I remember this flyer okay and it said come see Rage Against the Machine at El Club Nuevo in Santa Ana uh, they sound like the Beastie Boys like that was the fucking ad right like it really was and so if you saw that they sound like the Beastie Boys you went And honestly, um, all the bands are fucking horrible. I met Zach. Zach came up to me and he was just like, dude, just stay. I know these bands are horrible. We're not horrible. And then Bomb Track fucking started. And I was like, holy shit. And then Rage just blew the fuck up. And uh, the point being is, yeah, this... BC Boys inspired me to go see Rage, which put me in that world. And then I traveled to New York to see the BC Boys. And then that created my own little religion in itself because I'm kinda of, I'm Buddhist because of Yalk. Like this is fucking real. You know, like like you know, Yalk was my favorite. Like when he would speak, when he would talk about life, it was so fucking inspiring that like it changed me and I, I wanted to meet him. I wanted to fucking seek him out like he was fucking somebody, you know, and I didn't get to do that because, you know, he's on the other side. But the point is, these people were only here for a brief moment in life, especially with the people in Ukraine just being fucking murdered by the, the thousands every day. Every breath that we take is like fucking precious these days, and it's crazy because it was. I mean, it has been since the pandemic, you know. So now we're going in since the pandemic. Life's been fucking crazy, and now we're going to this World War Three bullshit. It's like, oh Christ, when can we just have a, a, a little breath of fresh air, you know? And
2: yeah, no, no, taking a breather. I mean, it's kind of one of these things that,
1: I, I've been closer out there.
2: It's kind of one of these things I'd probably have more of this mentality of wanting to be like a humanitarian and helping out UNICEF and stuff. But at the same time, though, I'm retired military and don't fire weapons anymore. um, Would I probably still go down there and probably make sure I've got a decent flak jacket? Yes. Because, I mean, I'm kind of thinking the idea. It's not about you uh, doing the hitting. It's how many times can you take the hits and still keep getting back up? Exactly. Exactly.
1: That's a thousand percent true. Thousand percent true.
2: I mean, in my last few days, I mean, stuff has kind of sucked. I've had to deal with my mom having a bad fall and dealing with her in the hospital for a couple of days, but then still seeing all these current events stuff and you see kids just piled up in this small little shelter because they got separated from their folks. It still made all the crap I was going through. And this seems a little bit on a trivial side compared to all the junk that they're going through.
1: But it's all, it's all relevant. Like you said, like the, the shit that we have to deal with on every fucking day basis, whether it's our fucking boss yelling at us, whether it's the, the crossing guard, that's got to deal with the fucking, the person just ran or all this shit that we got to deal with. And then we got to deal with world war fucking three. It's really yeah. hard to stay alive, you know? And, uh, it's tough, man. It's fucking tough. And I see a lot of people just trying to, you know, pretty much checking out because they, they can't handle it. And uh, I feel that, like I said, I've said this before, I can't wait till we get to 2025, but it just doesn't seem like it doesn't matter at any point. It just seems it. I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, man. I don't know what the fucking answer is.
2: No, I hear you, dude. Cause it's like, they've got to start doing some talking and stuff because as many Bad choices as a certain individual from Russia does. It's like he's got to have it in his head that if he decides he's launching a nuclear weapon and that starts a chain reaction, we're all done. It, it doesn't matter.
1: 100
2: No place to go to.
1: It's just like it's done. It's over. <laughs> game, game over. Everything's over. Every, Everything's <laughs> over. Yeah. And it, he's yeah, no that, Okay. The, car, the, car too, and the guys are fiction. Well,
2: no size restrictions and screw the limit.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to be real with you. The song that i'm playing right now because you know your history hard rain's gonna fall bob dylan fucking wrote this song on the the night of uh the cuban missile crisis okay Got and he thought that this was going to be the last song that he ever fucking wrote because he thought that the bombs were really coming and he didn't even he said that when the hard rain's gonna fall like everybody thought missiles he he didn't even think that. It was just it was just it came out of him. It was the scared fucking person that he was that, that was coming through. That we all were were like the voice of the world was coming through Dylan. And and when you listen to the song, it fucks you up because you can tell it was like and it it fits right now. You hear it now and you're like, dude, this could be my last fucking podcast ever, because tomorrow we might not wake up. And the crazy thing about fucking nuclear war is, I'll tell you the one positive thing about nuclear war: when it hits us, fucking, it's so quick that your brain can't register the pain because you're already fucking vaporized. I know that's morbid as shit, but that's the only positive thing I can fucking tell you.
2: <laughs> Once you're done, we don't feel it. Got it? I hear yeah, it. Well,
1: no. You're gonna. You'll hear like, and you're dead. Like you'll probably hear that's like true. a dead what what what's do you're dead you're fucking dead as soon as you hear the, you're dead it's over so it's like fuck you won't even know and then you'll be sucked into the black hole and then me and you will wake up and fucking your your, your mom will be cool she'll be fine i'll be fucking fine i'll be i'll be purple they'll all be like thrawn. we'll be different colors we'll be totally different colors and probably have like seven different fingers and shit but at least this pain will be over So,
2: sitting here reading about the last thing i've seen that julie julia posted along with her sunflowers because god bless her i know why she did that for that photography is her catharsis and no i get it i mean or it's pretty much wherever you want to find it and i mean you can do
1: that using a black and white filter just looking down the street seeing kids playing
2: so yeah no Bless you, Julia, for doing that.
1: <laughs> a thousand percent, and I love her photography too. It puts me in a different world. And I, like I said, I am not a like photographer at all. Like I, I, I don't have that ability whatsoever. And I try, you know, but when I when I try, I, I just don't have that frame of mind. I can create songs. I can create, you know, certain things. I can write. I can write things. But when it comes to looking through the pers- perspective of a of a camera, it's not good for me you know and and that's why it's seeing awesome you know seeing julia's art is just awesome because you see like someone that is truly professional and uh you know i can't wait one day for her to take pictures of fucking my band maybe and you know whatever else you know (laughs) so cheers julia cheers julia
2: i was seeing hearts going up so i didn't know if it was her or not but yeah no god bless her
1: Hell yeah. But yeah,
2: no, it's just it's it's about the little things you just try and do and get by. I mean, my rec room is still a wreck in the literal sense, since I got just junk everywhere. But I still got two out of the three braille machines I still gotta work on for mom. She got the one fixed, she thought it was the best that's ever been operated. So it's kind of a sad state that, you know, you got people trying to make these devices so that blind people can communicate in some way, shape or form and can't even maintain that, right? And then, yeah, I got geek stuff all over the place, and I'm trying to figure out, where am I going to do this? I got to get all this stuff done, because there is one older guitar. I'm going to try and see if I can get that thing back into running shape, because it was actually my wife's dad, and it was some old making models floating around somewhere. I think it's going like, to it back in some beat-up case or something. But yeah. That's going to be something I'm going to start trying to piece together with. I had... Five other ones I might turn around and mess with. I've got tons of video gaming stuff. I'm listening to various forms of punk music because i got my friend's radio station because we're going to be doing a review on stuff in about a week or so. What's the radio station
1: called? Hmm? What's the radio station called?
2: Um, He's actually got an internet one literally called Dead American Radio. Awesome. It's like an internet thing. So he just has a lot of music pipe. And about every couple of weeks, we go live and do our own show. Awesome. Awesome. Because, yeah, he's actually got an app out there, so you can click it, cue this thing up. And you'll hear hardcore stuff. stuff. Uh, you'll hear oy. Um, You'll turn around and maybe hear some Celtic stuff from the Murphys or Flogging Molly. Nice. It, it's just kind of all bets are off from that thing. I mean. That's awesome. I think punk is kind of one of the last – genres that it's actually you're surprised how broad it really is because it's like this gets thrown in with it this gets thrown in with it this gets thrown in with it so okay. yeah no um where i'm
1: at where i'm at in orange county i'll tell you we have so much fucking punk music that like i i play and my my band is really kind of like like it's not punk and it's not fucking hippie it's like in between, right? so the the problem is sometimes like i've opened for the dickies okay they're all fucking punk okay like they're real punk and and uh so we just when we play we would just speed up the fucking songs so like if we were gonna play at a punk punk show we're like okay speed up the songs like and we would just play them really fucking fast and like and then yeah. if you're we playing like like opening it for like um you know, Robbie Krieger from The Doors, then we'd fucking slow everything down and make it all fucking hippie. So it, it's, it's like, you know, to me, it, it's all about tempo and uh, anything could be punk rock. Uh, fucking, I feel that even The Doors were punk rock. I feel that even Django Reinhardt is fucking punk rock. I feel that Einstein is punk rock. I feel that punk rock is a state of mind. It's anything that's kind of questioning um, the, the mainstream and questioning what's, what's, you know, telling you what you should be thinking. And that, you know, Jello Biafra, I've met him, he's a fucking amazing man. And he's one of the ultimate punk rockers of the world. And And he's made me think like, you know, nobody else and question every fucking thing. And um I've talked about him recently, how he's so against the new world order. And he's always talked about hating the new world order. Personally, I want to go for the new world order but in a way that like we really are like all a fucking tribe of humans like one big tribe of humans that are trying to prepare for the great coming of the fucking aliens that's what we should be doing honestly i know it sounds cheesy but it's goddamn true at this point they've told us aliens are fucking here because they knew world war three is coming so at this point like it's all the cards are all out there so like the more that we all come together and be fucking one and get ready for the fucking alien invasion, then I think that we'll be moving on. But until then, we're, we're just really fucked, dude. And one day these things are going to pull up and they're going to look at us and we're going to be like, we're not prepared, you know, fucking not prepared. Because we're worried yeah, about our own bullshit.
2: A page of other that I
1: haven't heard
2: a lot of yet, but I need to call the usuals. That basically, they're looking around. They'd see the planet. They'd see what's going on. And they go, you know what? This sucks. We're <laughs> out.
1: Or, or, or they just vaporize us. You know? Like, yeah. you know, Because if it's advanced technology, they could just pull up. And, and I've, we've seen the pyramids lately. Uh, J- Jeremy Corbell you know, talked about them recently. And he's the expert on fucking UFOs. Dude, these these things—if they can fly in huge pyramid, you know, shaped things past our, you know, technical uh, navy crafts—they can just hit a button and go wipe out all organic matter. I fucking promised you and start over. And then guess what? If a couple people live, they're gonna call that God. And it's not God. It's just another civilization that we can't fucking figure out that's smarter than us that has learned how to get along and get to the state of, you know, making it to other worlds, which we can't do yet because we're still too busy fighting each other like fucking morons.
2: Yeah, no, we just got to take stuff like this and find our own way to, you know, just try and get along with what all we got. Um you know, stuff like your podcast, because even just meeting you by accident at the tail end of your season three, it's like, I found this thing funny, you know, next thing you know, after we did this thing off the cuff, we ended up gabbing all damn night.
1: <laughs> I love it. And I love it. And it's freedom. And just think, the people in the Ukraine right now, they, they don't have this freedom. And, no. you know, just these little freedoms that we take for, for granted, you know, they're fucking huge elsewhere. And so, the more we get to speak about the the injustice of the world, the more, like you said, like this the little podcast gets to grow. And just just you getting to to getting to hear about you and your mom and everything, it fucking helps because it's a connection. And the more I'm connected to you, the more I'm connected to Brian, the more I'm connected to fucking Lisa and and Julia and everybody makes life a little bit easier as we're waiting for the fucking bomb to drop. And hopefully, our love and our our are just, you know, collective connection can stop that fucking bomb from coming. And it, it didn't stop, it didn't stop it in Japan, you know. So hopefully, you know, I know that sounds morbid, but at this point, it, like I said, I feel like it's a hard rain's gonna fall. I feel like we're at that point where it could be the last night. And um, I, I've lived on the coast of Southern California where we've had tsunami watches where like I literally have to fucking go to sleep and and either do I go up mainstream or do I let the tsunami kill me in my sleep that's kind of like the parallel for now and I know that we've got a minute and 33 seconds uh let me yeah that's what I was looking
2: at too I'm like I'm seeing this stuff uh Julia posted where her page is at I'm gonna try and look that up and say stuff I also saw saw too that Lisa appreciated the shout out I saw that I saw one where Anna just joined. How's it going? I know we're kind of clicking down because you've got to wind up or elsewhere host.
1: <laughs> Heck, yeah. I'm just stoked that you hit me up. Um, like I said, I have wanted to, uh, to have guests on. Uh, me talking for an hour gets extremely boring. So with less than a minute left, I'm stoked that you are here. I'm stoked that you, you're welcome every week. And Brian, come over to my house in like uh, maybe two weeks two weeks come on over you can be the ed mcmahon and we can have friggin oh, two Brian's. it's so funny there's so
2: <laughs> yeah so bring over the poet and then i'll make us the floor and we'll just get for a while whatever
1: yeah. <laughs> we'll get brian squared here we go that's some some real nerd shit brian squared but ed mcmahon brian i'll have you over hopefully in two weeks and we will chill 30 seconds what does it all mean interconnection interconnectedness between all of us to make this world fucking stop the bomb from dropping with our love, with our strength, with our connections, with our understanding of each other. Fucking will make the world a better place. I love you all. Stay alive. Let's get through tonight and the rest of the fucking decade. Love you. Peace out.
0: Peace.